Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Hello, Brazilian Dragon fans. Welcome to another episode, but this one is a little different. This podcast is something that I'm going to be calling an origin story rewind. The Brazilian Dragon is actually a version three of a podcast idea I've had for quite some time. However, my original concept was to have a permanent co-host. Unfortunately, after two attempts, that format never took off for more than a few episodes each time, and thus the Brazilian Dragon podcast was born into a solo project with rotating guests. The following podcast was recorded on November 2020 in November 2017, almost three years ago this year. It is the pilot episode of the original version of this podcast called Turn It Back Now Y'all, or Tibney for short. It was recorded with my dear friend Anjali Balakrishna, and we recapped the Lizzie McGuire movie. We had a great time doing so, but the file sat in my Dropbox for three years, just chilling there. We never even posted it. So... Enjoy the world premiere of Tibney, an origin story rewind. Hashtag the Lizzie McGuire movie. Enjoy. I'm doing pretty well myself because I'm very excited about our first episode. Yeah, me too. Yes. So do you want to explain what Turn It Back Now, y'all, is? Yes. So for anybody that's out there, this is a podcast that will surround everything about our youth, pretty much. So we'll pick a different movie, show, or anything from our childhood or up into our teen years and watch it reminisce and review it for you guys with our newfound reactions yes and we'll look at it with fresh eyes um and also discuss and recap the what we watched as well as we will also have this once a season um we'll talk about something that is currently directed for children that we are unfortunately not watching because we have moved on from our childhood sadly or because Disney is trash now. <laughs> Factual. Um, but we will look at that stuff, recap it for you guys, and let's see if we have any perspectives about what we watch from watching the current things that the kids watch these mm-hmm. days. Um, so do you want to introduce what we watched for this week's episode? Yes. So we went back to a pretty good Disney movie of the Lizzie McGuire movie. Yes. And we will be talking about it. We both took some 
excellent notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, we watched this last night. Um, thank you to HBO for having it. Um, I used the last portion of my free trial with Lizzie McGuire and Paolo and Gordo and Rome. Um, so um, should we just dive in or do we want to start with any fun facts that we found? Mm, I think what was interesting for me just from the start was the fact that it was at a point in Disney's time where they weren't just like making their own music they were making references and using songs that were outside of disney's yes. realm so like you know the one of the first scenes is her dancing in her room singing the tide is high yeah and that was something i used to listen to on the radio when i was a kid yes and it predates the high school musical-esque like disney's own music yeah. for disney channel original movies mm-hmm. um Interesting enough, this wasn't actually a Disney Channel original movie because this went to theaters. Did it really? Yes. Okay. And it peaked at number two behind X2, X-Men's United at the box office. Interesting. Yeah. So this like was the predecessor to like the High School Musical 3 movie as well as the Hannah Montana movie. Mm-hmm. Anything that went straight to the theaters instead of like a TV movie. Yeah, you're right. Um, and I read that it's like one of the few ones even... At, after like recess schools out did that i think and goofy movie was like based on a show to like go to theaters Mm -hmm. um do you want to understand any fun facts before we start um we will be recapping the movie if you want to watch along with us we'd love to have that otherwise we do know it's a big time commitment Uh, the movie is an hour and 33 minutes long um but it flew by in my opinion Mm -hmm. um so there will be spoilers if you are not interested in going back and have never seen it. Um, so first off, you and I have been discussing this at length for the past 24 hours. <laughs> Haley Duff is in this movie. No, she's not. Yes, she is. What did she play? She did Isabella's singing voice. And they dubbed that over the mouth of Hilary Duff. Interesting. So even though you were convinced that she wasn't and I was convinced that she was, we were both technically right. Yeah, that's true. And I was also wondering why, like, I mean, I assumed it was going to be Hilary Duff as well, playing the double, but I I guess that meant in my head that they also used her voice. I was yeah. wondering why they were so similar. Yeah. I figured that was why that it was the same person, but apparently not. Yes. Um, and then another fun fact. So... This movie takes place after the graduation of Lizzie's junior high class, and we'll get into that. But even though it's the canonical ending of the Lizzie McGuire series, the main characters, even though they graduated middle school, continue to be in episodes of Lizzie McGuire in middle school for almost a year after the release of the film. So even though this is like theoretically the ending of the series, like in the storyline perspective, they still made episodes <laughs> afterwards. So that was interesting. And it's the first theatrical film to go to theaters based on a Disney Channel series. Oh, so that like discounts my above statement. But that was another fun fact that I found. And also later in the show, we'll talk about some social media that I found on the Lizzie McGuire via Twitter and the hashtag Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> I found some funny ones. But do we, do we want to just get started with the recap of the movie? Yeah, and just, I guess, our thoughts and Or do you have any, like, actually, what did you think, like, going into the movie? What were you expecting? I was kind of excited because that's, I watched the show when I was a kid. I watched the movie when I was young. And it had been so long since I even thought about watching it. And so going back, it it was 
different, I guess, when, you know, looking at it now, but yes. I liked it a lot. I agree. Like, I, so I don't think I've had ever watched the Lizzie McGuire movie through. I just seen snippets, like, when it's airing on Disney Channel, like, mm-hmm. every night they used to air a movie. Um, I definitely saw previews of it, like, when they would showcase what we're watching tonight on Disney Channel. But, like, I really got into Disney Channel, like, in the late 2000s decade. Um, so, like, 07, 08. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it was always like that. Sh- the show had already been canceled. It was always on syndication. But I definitely remember like enjoying the song "Hey Now, Hey Now," which is a total bop <laughs> and still is. Um, but and I knew like the general plot, but I didn't remember like the details. So it was like kind of refreshing to watch, and I felt it like while there were definitely some unnecessary montages that like went forever mm-hmm. um which we'll talk to him about in my notes um i definitely felt like there wasn't like any slow moments if that makes sense like they just got through the movie quickly mm-hmm. um so what do you want to start with do you want to start with the intro where matt is filming lizzie yeah so my first reaction to that i mean brought me back to my childhood where i remember him doing all this stuff throughout the show yes but it also made me you know kind of connect him to the character of Megan from Drake and Josh. Yes. I mean, it's pretty much the same character, you know, trying to do things to their siblings. I feel like Megan's the smarter version. Yes. Um, but it made me think about that. And then also kind of made me think about Candace from Phineas and Ferb wanting to bust her brothers. Yes. Because Matt was wanting to kind of bust his Lizzie. sister in Italy. Yes. So. Um, so just for some context, Jake Thomas plays Matt McGuire, Lizzie's little brother. Hilary Duff, obviously, is Lizzie McGuire. I'm just going to go through the cast of characters, give them their much-deserved credits. Um, Haley Duff plays the singing voice of Isabella. Adam Lambert, is, his name is David Zephyr Gordo, because his last name is Gordon. That's why he's Gordo. I, th- I thought his first name was Gordon. Um, Robert Carradine is Sam McGuire, the father. Um, Haley Todd is Joe McGuire, the mother. Uh, Yanni Gelman was Paolo. Alex Borstein was Miss Unkermeyer, who ended up being my favorite character of the movie. <laughs> we'll discuss her later. Um, Clayton Snyder was Ethan. Um, Lizzie and Kate both have a crush on him. Uh, Ashley Briot, Brillot was Kate. Brendan Kelly was Sergey. Carly Schroeder was Melina Bianco, which was the girl that Matt was hanging out with. Mm-hmm. Um, then Daniel Escobar was Mr. Escobar, um, the drama teacher slash choir director. Um, Jody Raycote was Giorgio, the hotel manager. Um, Tara McLeod was Franca. I don't know who Franca is. Do you remember who Franca is? No. Was she one of those teenage girls that walked by? I don't know if it was her or the designer. Okay. Oh, that might have been the designer. And then Cloud Knowlton was the stage manager um, for the production at the end, like the in Italy. And then I did want to mention one more thing. Uh, Lydia had another friend that did not appear in this movie. Mm-hmm. What was her name? Miranda? Something. Or Yeah. So I found that the actress was going to work on her music career and thus did not want to appear in this film. And have you heard, uh, let me just find the name of this actress quickly. Um, I believe it's uh, Miranda. Yeah, her name is Miranda. Blah, 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 blah. 
uh, Miranda, Lizzie, McGuire, Lalane. Have you heard of Lalane? Lalane as a singer. That's what she goes by. Yes. I don't know. Have you ever heard any of her Mm-mm. bops? Inside Discovery, ins- no, Inside Story is one of her albums. She sings You Wish. Oh, she sang Cruella DeVille on Disney Mania 3. That's the other one. But anyways, so let's continue with the our notes. So we were talking about Matt and how he was like a Miranda Cosgrove, like before she was Megan. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any thoughts besides that, like how he wanted to bust her sister in that opening scene? Yeah, and just how like she was, it was also reminding me of Candace. Yes. From Phineas and Ferb. Um I found it a little creepy that he was filming her while she was getting ready for school. Well, he was trying to embarrass her I know, singing. But I know where your mind is at. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just found it a little creepy. That was not the only creepy moment of the movie. We'll discuss that later. Yes. Um but the intro song. You mentioned it before. What was it called again? Uh, the tide is high. Yes. And I wrote down that the intro song is a bop. And eventually I will go through my bop count. <laughs> We'll get there in my uh, music. But so is there anything else in that opening scene that you want to discuss? Do you want to talk about the Bitmoji? Oh, well, you had had that comment. Yes. Lizzie McGuire was the first Bitmoji, if we think about it. Mm-hmm. Because that animated Lizzie is like essentially what she's like depicted as what we have our Bitmojis for. Mm-hmm. Anjali has an adorable emoji, but mine's even more adorable. Oh, I don't know about that. Yes. Um, so anyway, the big storyline in this movie is that Lizzie is graduating junior high. Um, Which I and, don't understand. Yes, and then they go to Rome. Which but I, we'll again, t- I don't understand. Yes, we'll talk about the graduation verse. Miranda is in Mexico City, um, and the class president has Ebola. Many years before Ebola had his first outbreak in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so she has Ebola. Um, and one of my favorite lines in the movie was when Kate, like, found underneath her robe. And she's like, Lizzie McGuire, you are an outfit repeater. And I'm like, that's such a big diss, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the president's out and the vice president's out. So Lizzie has to give a speech. And she gets really flustered. She leaves for water, then knocks over the backdrop. And this is a, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, like it's, it, it's like kind of like imagery for like later. It's it like, cause it happens again later on in the movie. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, yes. So what did you think of the whole graduation scene? Did you have any notes on that? No, but, like, I just think about it in my head, and I don't really want to, because, like, you can feel the embarrassment. I mean, if you're a clumsy person, and I am a clumsy person, yes. I I, sh- I feel her pain. Yeah. Um, so that happens, and then the next scene is at the airport. Um, and then we are introduced to this character who I fell in love with throughout this movie, Miss Ungermeyer, who is the high school principal where Lizzie and Gordo will be going to high school next year. So she will be the high school principal. But she has nothing better to do over this summer than chaperone a junior high graduation trip to Rome. Now, Anjali, what are your thoughts on a junior high graduation trip to Rome? Okay, well, seeing as the parents are paying for it and it's an educational experience, 
I understand. Um, but I don't, just in general, going back to the junior high graduation, what is that? Oh, I had a junior high graduation, but it was not anything special. It was just like the presidents gave speeches, the teachers, one, the principal gave a speech and like a teacher gave a speech and we all just like walked and got our diploma. It was nothing special. Like I got a, I think we went out to a restaurant for my graduation dinner. But we, we didn't even do anything like that back oh. home. So that was just like, whoa. Me. Yeah, we just like had a celebration. It's it's not even a graduation ceremony. It's like a moving on ceremony. That's what we had. <laughs> um, but I was very shocked that they had a graduation trip to Rome. Yeah, me for too. Junior high. I know. It's like what they're fourteen. Yeah, I didn't even have a graduation trip for high school. Just saying. <laughs> Did you? No. No. Yeah. But let's go. Um, Lizzie and Gordo, there's a montage of them on the airplane. I didn't know why we needed that, but it was just... I guess that's another thing it foreshadows is how, like, he realizes that, you know, like, when she falls asleep on his shoulder towards the end of that, he notices and, like, leans into her, and it's like, okay, we know he's into her. But didn't we always know that? Yeah, but for the movie's sake. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, And then we get an Italy montage... And Giorgio gives them the hotel rules and room assignments. And Ethan and Gordo are rooming together. And Kate and Lizzie are rooming together. Now, do you want to talk about any of this? Like, any of these scenes, any of these people? Do you want to introduce us, remind us who Kate and Ethan are? So, Kate is a very preppy, popular girl that used to be friends with Lindsay before she became popular. And now those two are, of course forced to share a room but they later on come to an understanding of each other ethan's this skater guy with luscious hair and he's more of like what we would typically call a bro now yeah (laughs) but um what is it gordo isn't that kind of guy and he's like i have no idea what you were saying to me yeah yeah there's the scene where like he's like where Gordo, Ethan talks to Gordo and he's like, yo, dude, like, I forget the words that he used, but he was like, are you this or this? And he's like, what are you saying? Because they were like not words that meant anything. They were like, he was using them for different reasons. I don't remember what the words were, though. No. But, but yeah. one of my favorite things, it, it has nothing to do with that, but I think like the bus they got onto, like yes. going to the hotel, the, the bus that takes them places, the guy driving it's wearing a gladiator costume oh i never noticed that you did that's a little easter egg you noticed i did not notice that (laughs) it was beautiful (laughs) um but yeah so we like get these room assignments and then gordo and lizzie sneak out to the rooftop which is kind of foreshadowing for the end of the movie right Mm -hmm. um but uh lizzie and gordo they have this italy montage and then they make a lizzie makes a wish in the fountain with this penny or of sorts. Um, and then Lizzie, so Gordo gives her a coin, mm-hmm. and then Lizzie tosses it back, and she tells him that she wished for smooth sailing through high school, um, and that was her wish. And then Paolo all of a sudden shows up. And I'm like, same, same? Same, same? <laughs> but... Not same, same. No, and of course, in like true dramatic romance style, the two lock eyes gawk at each other, and then 
he makes the move to come over and talk to her. Yes, and he, quote unquote, confuses her for Isabella. Mm-hmm. Isabella, mm-hmm. as he says. And Paolo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Gordo convinces Lizzie to pretend to be sick. And he says that he'll deal with Ungermeyer. Um, and that's just what she does. She pretends to be sick. She is told to eat apricots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she and Paolo meet up and they do a motorcycle montage, which was also kind of draggy out for a while. Like they could have like had like five less shots of him riding on a motorcycle. Um, and then we get back, we go back to the States for a little bit. Melina and Matt, what do you think of that <laughs> duo? It's interesting because here Matt's supposed to be the so-called mastermind, but he definitely is more like, you know, doing the work and Melina's the brain behind it all. Yes. And Uh, she's into the money, man. Yeah. They're like some weird middle school couple I wrote down and she was like very aggressive and I'm like, Matt has like this intimidation thing where he likes the intimidation, I bet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He likes the dominant female authority figure like Melina and Angela's making a face no because I know what you mean because he made a comment in the movie that I can't remember yes. but it was Aki mm-hmm. um, and then we go back to Italy and Lizzie bumps into Sergei and he's like Sergei why are you following us around and Sergei's like and then Paul's like Sergei's my bodyguard <laughs> yes mm-hmm. what, do you, what did you think of Sergei at this point in time Oh, well, just, I grew to really like him. Yes. He just, obviously, he was necessary. He was definitely necessary. Yes. Um, Um, Him and Miss Ungermeyer. I ship (laughs) Sergermeyer. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then we get back to the hotel room. Oh, no, this is on the bus. So Lizzie and Gordo and Paolo are able to be spotted because they're on the motorcycle in traffic. So Gordo has to cover for... Miss Ungermeyer, I mean for Lizzie, um, covers for Miss Ungermeyer, and um, Gordo pretends to make something up, and then Miss Ungermeyer is angry, and she's like, Gordo, you're on the list. And she's like, you don't want to be on my list, Gordo. Um, and Gordo and Miss Ungermeyer had this weird relationship throughout the movie. What are your, What were your thoughts on that, on their relationship? Like, you're a brown noser, Gordo, I don't like brown nosers, like, et cetera. I don't know. I think it, it's weird because, like, she prefaces things like, okay, I'm going to like you, but then that's not at all where she goes with it. And then she's just kind of, I feel like it's the kind of criticism because she may see some potential in him. Yes. But So she wants him to always be on guard with her, but then obviously towards the end of it, like, who's, she said, you're going to be a great guy. Yes. Um, and then... We have Paolo discussing Isabella. And Paolo says that he loves Isabella, but they had to break up. I, were they a couple ever? Like an actual couple, or were they just breaking up the band? Or I the duo? assume they were a romantic and musical duo. Okay. Um, and then Isabella, uh, this is where we get the discussion on the International Music Video Awards and how... Isabella doesn't want to show up because of the breakup, and then Paolo drops this truth bomb that Isabella lip syncs. <gasps> yes, and so what were your thoughts on all this? 
I had remembered that stuff vaguely. Like, I remember there was drama, and, like, he wasn't the good guy. So, like, I was picking up on stuff, like, more than I would have seeing it as a kid, you know, like, the first time then. So, like, I already knew he wasn't, he was no good. Yes. Um, um, so I was able to kind of follow the trail a bit better. So I'm looking for an international music video awards on Wikipedia. I can't find anything. So I don't know if it's a real thing. Um, do you know if it's a real thing? It might just be a made-for-movie uh, Yes. Wait, let me look. Italian Music Awards. Uh, boop, 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 boop. Uh, it doesn't have a clickable link. Maybe they broke it. Maybe it was a thing and then Lizzie McGuire went there. <laughs> but anyways, uh, the, and then at this point, I have had an epiphany. The Lizzie, the Lizzie McGuire bitmoji is the star of this movie and it isn't even close. And this is my thought at this part of the movie. Eventually that will change because I found another star and that was Ungermeyer. Um, but... At this moment in time, like, Lizzie McGuire Bitmoji is the star of this movie. I think, like, she was doing a scene with, like, some spaghetti or something. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point in the movie, who was your star of the movie? I don't know, but, like, I'm kind of with you with the Bitmoji just because that's kind of the definite internal monologue we all have. Yes. And it's just so, you know... I don't know. It, it's familiar. Relatable. Yeah, relatable. And just, it's accurate to some uh, some degree. Yes. It's And she they always show her thinking something, being her sassy in herself, but then she always does the opposite of that. Yeah. Um, so Paolo asks Lizzie to present the award with him as Isabella. And Lizzie gushes about Paolo. And then we find out this very important fact. Paolo is 17, and Lizzie is 13. And in most countries, that would be very illegal. Thoughts? I think it's a bit sketchy. Agreed. I have in my notes, WTF illegal much? (laughs) To be fair, they only only pancake they're holding hands in, instead of waffling, <laughs> which would suggest other things. And he only pecked her on the cheek. Do you want to just define pancake and waffle for those who are unfamiliar? Yeah, so pancaking is when you just, like you shake hands with someone, it's that form of holding hands. And then waffling is when you interlock fingers. Yes. They did not waffle. <laughs> <laughs> they did not waffle. That is going to, I'm going to print that on a shirt. Please. <laughs> um... And then I get we go back to the stage for a second, and I write down that Melina is harsh. Do you think she's harsh? Melina? Yes. When they find the paparazzi photos. Oh, well, she definitely knows her business, yes. what she's about. And Matt has just this weird thing about getting Lizzie in trouble, like you mentioned earlier, like the Megans and the Candaces. Um, and then we get back to Rome, and Ungermeyer wants Lizzie to read history books while sick. Have you ever feigned sickness? I have never either. Mm-hmm. But I assume at that point in time, I'd be like, nope, I'm going on the trip. I'll, f- I'll fake it. <laughs> also, Paolo wasn't even that fun. He was, we find out later that he's terrible. Um, 
And then I have here three out of the songs are bops so far. Three out of three. And my rankings at this moment is one, Bitmoji, two, Ungermeyer, and three, everyone else. The thing about Ungermeyer that I found really funny is like she's. I don't know. She seems like such a stereotypical principal teacher person where like super hard on students but tries to be cool to some effect and, and she's carrying around an, an american flag the entire time they're on their excursions yes, I noticed that. and it's just i found that too funny agreed yes and ungermeyer had that american flag throughout the movie and it was like just interesting decision um and then we run into these girls that gordo meets that are like holding a magazine, but also staring at Ethan. And Gordo is like, I'll let you talk to Ethan if you trade me the magazine. And he finds out some information. Do you remember what he finds out? Yeah, so it's a magazine with Lizzie on the cover, but mistaken as Vanessa. Isabella. Is oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Isabella. Um, and, you know, is essentially an Italian tabloid going on about, yes. like, oh, her and Paolo and all that jazz. Yes. Um, and we get this fashion montage where Lizzie's trying out all these, like, right? Is that when we get this? Yes. Um, that Lizzie tries on all these outfits. I don't really understand the importance of this scene. Do you? So it's to try and find her a dress for the award show. But did we need a montage? I think it was a fun thing and it shows you how outrageous this woman is as a designer, but she just seems Oh, so, with the igloo? Yeah. Um, but then Paolo tells her, you know, just tell her exactly what you want and just come down on her. She did that and it worked yeah. in her favor. And we have two songs in this montage and I wrote down that they're both bops. Oh, but... The other thing, the designer woman, the really, really tall woman with the Pomeranian. Yeah. I don't know why, but she reminded me of Yzma. <gasps> I love Yzma. Yzma's one of the most underrated Disney villains of all time, in my opinion. <laughs> He's a llama. He's supposed to be dead. But that's for another day, another time, right? Yes, yes. Um, so Gordo covers for Lizzie again. And... At this point, I have Bitmoji, number one, Ungermeyer, number two, and Sergei, number three, because Sergei does something. Um, he goes to the elevator and tries to distract Ungermeyer. I believe that's the scene. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I first fell in love with the concept of Sergermeyer. Mm. You don't ship Sergermeyer? No, I, I figured it would happen, so I, I'm on board with it. Yes. Um, and Kate for whatever reason, has, like, hyena senses and knows that Lizzie's been out of the room. She, like, can smell the per- perfume. No, the acetone. Oh, yes, the acetone on because her nails. she got a mani-pedi. Yes. Had her hair done, got highlights. So, of course, she's in tune with all that, as, you know, as chic as she is. Yes, and they have a girls' chat, and Kate is, like, starting to, like, want to help. Yeah. And they are getting close. Heart to heart. And H to H. Um, and then Gordo shows Lizzie the tabloid, and Gordo, it feels like he's done with Lizzie's shenanigans at this point. Um, but not before in the United States, Matt routes out Lizzie, 
tries to rat her out, but then pretends that he misses her mm-hmm. and then convinces the whole family they should go to Italy. Yeah. Um, and so they plan to go to Italy. Now Lizzie sneaks out. And this is when I think this was one of my favorite songs in the movie. Um, I wrote it down. It's called Open Your Eyes by LMNT. Mm-hmm. Um, plays and it's just like really a cool song. I liked it. Um, and this is at the moment that of this time is the bop of all bops in the movie. <gasps> bop counts. For now, for now, I wrote down that's the bop of all bops. It will change eventually. Um, and then Lizzie and Paolo watch the fireworks and Gordo watches from the rooftop of the hotel. Mm-hmm. So we see that like that comedy dichotomy. The family is on the plane now. And do you remember what happens here? Yep. So the parents are reading some novel together. Matt is pretending to be asleep, but then as soon as he like peeks out of his eye mask that they're busy and occupied, he just throws that thing off, pulls out his briefcase with all of his his details, uh, and you know, scheme scheme gear, as I'll say. Yes. Um and his dad notices and like he pulls the sheet out of his hand. He's like, What do you know that I don't know? And he's like, Dad, it's only a fourteen hour flight. <laughs> so yeah, he had a lot on Lizzie, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, and then they eventually find out because of that scene. Um and meanwhile in Rome, Gordo does one more protection and like says that he's been sneaking out, which one of the tweets that I found, I can try to pull it up now, was like something about let me find it. Um unrealistic hashtag Lizzie McGuire mo- movie moments. Um Gordo takes the fault for sneaking out. He's been there literally for everything. <laughs> um and that's from at Vicky Apu. It's so true though. I was kind of I was irritated. Yes. Because, like, I feel like she, Ungermeyer, would have been watching him like a hawk if she thought he was some weasel type. Yes. Um, but anyways, she kicks him out of the Rome trip. She's like, pack your bags, you're going home. Um, so he heads to the airport while Lizzie and Paolo dance, and she learns the song. And this is our first instance of hearing the song, which will eventually become the bop of all bops of the movie. And it's called Hey Now, Hey Now. This is what dreams are made of. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I was I wrote down that this would be a great scene if Paolo was actually a good person and not a douchemongler. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Completely. I mean, it seems like such a sweet thing, but when you know he's a snake, it doesn't makes you feel bad. Yes. And then I wrote down, why do we need this dance montage? Like, literally, there was, like, shots where the music wasn't even playing. They were just, like, showing them dance. I'm like, yes, we understand that she's learning how to dance, but we could have gotten that all from the, like, actual scene and not from the montage, right? Well, it's showing her preparing to be Isabella. I know, but, like, we got that from the mo- from the song. I don't know. Ask the producers. I feel like this was, like, one of those things that they just needed to extend the movie by, like, a few seconds with all these montages. Um, so... Lizzie returns to the hotel, and she's like, yo, let me, Kate, where's Gordo? And Kate tells her, breaks the news, that Gordo is on his way back to America. Um, and Kate had the true tea and tells Lizzie that 
Gordo likes you. Why do you think he did all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote down that Kate is the true hero of this movie. And she deserves better. No, honestly, like, if there's... She may be kind of out of tune with herself, but I think she's pretty... Since she pays attention to everything that's going on, she she's very realistic with other people. Yes. And Lizzie cries. But then we get the shot at the airport where Gordo is in line, about to, like, stamp his ticket or his passport. Um, and he sees a certain someone. Do you want to explain who this someone is? So paparazzi's surrounding this one girl. And then when he gets a better view, he sees that it's Isabella. And so he knows what he has to do. And they start spilling tea to each other about, like, oh, Gordo, you have to do this. And then Isabella's like, oh, but this is what happened. And, like, they just start, like, filling each other in on what's happened. And Lizzie, meanwhile, wants to turn herself in to get Gordo back. And then Kate's like, no, you have to stop. Like, you have to go do this. This is your moment. And even though she, like, prefers Gordo, she, like, is a true hero of this movie. Um, so this was one of my favorite underreader, underrated scene. Um, Ungermeyer, like, tries to go in to Ethan's room and see what's up. And she's like, Ethan, have you done your summer reading? Have you read the summer reading list yet? And he's like, oh, I've been done with that for ages. And she's like, what? You read all the books? And he's like, no, I read the list. I love that part. <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite, one of my favorite lines. Um... But anyways, the Maguires arrive at the hotel, and f- the family and Ungermeyer discover that Lizzie is gone when Miss um, Maguire tries to give Lizzie a hug, and it's an empty bed. <laughs> and then Ethan spills the beans, and Lizzie, while she's walking on the red carpet, has a fall. But she... Gets up. Yeah. Yes, and that was our foreshadowing that we mentioned earlier. Um, and this is another... Jam. It's another jam. Uh, I have Bob Count, 8 out of 8. <laughs> um, and then Gordo finds Lizzie. He escaped from the airport and lets her know about Paolo. Because uh, Isabella is there as well. Yes. They try to convince her, and she's not convinced until Isabella says, are you going to listen to the boy that you've known your whole life or to the guy that says you were as bright as... The morning sun or yes. something like that. She like she t- is leaning towards believing Paolo, but then Isabella has that clap back. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if he's facts. using that on multiple girls, what do you think? Yes. And at this point, I'm like, Ungermeyer is a boss. I forget what exactly she did, but like, at this point in the rankings, Isabella is number two, Ungermeyer is number one, Kate is number three, and Bitmoji is number four. Oh, no, what Ungermeyer does next is because the parents, Lizzie's parents are trying to get in through security oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the award ceremony. And she's just like, move. Yeah, and she she drops them, and she, then they just all go. Yes, and yeah, so at this point, the Bitmoji has dropped to number four <laughs> um, with Kate, Isabella, and Ungermeyer. And later... Um, and Isabella's at number two because of the clapback that she just had. Literally, that's her one defining moment at this time, but it, like, is enough to have her at number two. Um, and then, so, Isabella tells Lizzie that Paolo can't sing and that they prove that when Isabella cuts his lip-syncing track um, and he's, like, very pitchy and all over the place. And then Isabella and Lizzie, they sing together 
and Paolo runs away. And then eventually Isabella says, you got this Lizzie or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she walks off and Lizzie performs in Rome and everyone's dancing, even Ungermeyer. So that was like the bop of all bops. Yeah. No, I kind of freaked out because, you know, the part where they remove the whole ball gown part of her thing and she's just wearing like pants underneath with a crop top I thought that she had a belly button piercing and I was freaking out because like this is a Disney movie but no it was just glitter yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like that reveal it's like very, I like I like all the performance based like performances in these decoms and like mm-hmm. in television shows too like the performance like that it's a natural performance it's not only a song but it's all so yeah, like yeah, yeah. In, like it's a performance mm-hmm. it's an art form um, and then Paolo runs into Sergey, and he's like, Sergey, help me or whatever. And then Sergey's like, no, I quit. <laughs> like, you are a trash guy. Yeah. Um, and at this point, the Bitmoji has sunk to number five because Sergey has replaced her at number four. So the Bitmoji is still a top five character. <laughs> um, and I wrote Such a Jam, the song. Um, for those that don't recall it, it is Hey Now, Hey Now, This Is What Dreams Are Made Of. And you should go YouTube that because it is amazing. You can pause this right now and listen to that. Um, Anjali, do you have any standout moments from this jam? Like any like pre- specific lyrics or like moments in the song that really spoke to you? That like stood out to you as like give you goosebumps maybe? Hmm. I don't know. I tend like with these kinds of movies, I tend to pay attention to the clothes and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, just because like they go all out with these performances and things like that. So, like, I all I remember, even as a kid, I loved the color of that. Yeah. Um, I like the purple and green, like, opposition for, like, Isabella's wearing green. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Um, no, and I, I thought that, yeah, having the two up there, it's interesting going back to what you mentioned earlier about Haley Duff voicing Isabella's character, but yeah. Isabella being played by Hillary Duff. Yeah. It's weird, but it works. Yes. Um, I just had, like, this thought that popped into my head that Isabella, based on what she was wearing, could look like the real-life version of Shigo from Kim Possible with that outfit. Do you see it? And the black hair. Mm. Is that her name, Shigo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um... But anyways, this song gave me classic decom feels. <laughs> yes. Um, and even though I enjoyed the movie, this was the reason that I watched the movie for this song. Like, this was, like, what the, like, this is, this made me feel, like, accomplished for, like, I got through the movie, this was what it was worth. Mm-hmm. Like, this is why I watched this movie. Um, and then I wrote down that Kate is underappreciated again. Um, and she's, like, talking about how she's, like, annoyed that no, no Italian guys have noticed her, even though Paolo noticed Lizzie and all the guys love Lizzie now. And then Ethan's, like, this is why, this is when I like you, when you're too into yourself and you feel, like, what was the wording he said? He said something about, like, when you feel like you deserve something. Or seeing her... I guess something along the lines of outside her comfort zone. Yeah. Not doing, like, all the stuff that she normally does because she's placed herself in a very specific line of thinking. Yeah, and he says something about her, 
when she's acting a different way is kind of a turnoff. I'm like, well, that's kind of a not like inappropriate. It's like kind of like I didn't expect Disney no, to use that and word. And that's what I was going to talk about next was because when we first started watching the movie, it said, you know, um, for the age range or what have you, it said PG, AC, adult content. And I was thinking about that the entire movie, so I was paying more attention to that. So, like, I'm wondering, is the term turn-off where part of that comes from? Yeah, we'll have to do some research on that. Well, there was that, and then there was a scene where um, Ungermeyer slapped her her butt. <laughs> yes, I remember you were like, Mary, you were like, Reesey. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm wondering, is that also what the adult content is? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I was like... That's like a very interesting choice of words for a Disney movie, but maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but even though they aired it on Disney Channel, would they have to like cut that? Like, I don't know, but I, I don't know. I They provide a lot more real talk. I mean, sure, part of it's kind of fantasy, like running into this dream Italian boy, saving the, uh, the award ceremony, stuff like that. But like, yeah. I don't know. Some of it was... I feel like that was one of the realer moments of the movie easiest to identify well that and just like i feel like that's also kind of um that era of disney yeah they talked more, more real stuff yes the i guess the definite use of that bitmoji lizzie is more realistic in terms of like what our inner monologues sound like right yeah um so Blah, blah, blah. Ethan, yeah, they had that scene. So Lizzie is grounded, even though the parents are proud. Um, and she's like, what, I'm grounded? And she's like, yes. <laughs> um, which is completely fair. Yeah. Like, Lizzie, what were you doing? But also, thank you for providing this movie for us. <laughs> um, and then Gordo and Ungermeyer have a chit-chat where Ungermeyer's like, Gordo, I respect your loyalty. And that plays a big part in Ungermeyer's logic or whatever she said. Yeah, and then she says, I'm sure we'll have a great time the next four years of high school. Yes. And then I wrote down that Sarah Gemeyer is the best part of the movie now that the song's over. Yes. <laughs> um, and the hotel guy, Giorgio, he has this amazing scene. Where oh, he, yeah. With- Matt's trying to sell him a copy of all of Lizzie's embarrassing Footage. moments yes. uh, on tape. And he takes it and he dumps it into the fountain and he said, I was, you know, former general of the Italian army or something like that. So I, this is, this is wrong and I will have you deported immediately. (laughs) Yeah. Something like that. And he's like, I don't trust bribes. Uh, Also, we forgot to mention earlier that Lizzie's fall at graduation made Good Morning America or CNN. CNN. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, so Lizzie and Gordo go up to the rooftop and then Lizzie gives him a kiss which was too fast and i felt awkwardness through the screen coming right at me yes and then the fireworks went off and the bitmoji closed out the movie with a classic tinkerbell the end (laughs) um and then they play two end credit songs and one of them was again open your eyes by eleven t maybe the the other one was hey now probably um so yeah that's the movie um, so should we, do you want to do Twitter next or do you want to just talk about overall thoughts on the movie while we're on this? Overall. Um, let's do Twitter quickly since we're like in the mind. So, um, someone tweeted to at Hillary Duff, 
please go as Isabella Parigi for Halloween this year. Hashtag please. Hashtag Isabella Parigi. Hashtag Halloween. Hashtag Lizzie McGuire movie. Um, and then I'm trying to find some other good. Oh, this is one that I feel like we can both relate to. At Love8LY tweeted, Adult life is belting out hey now from the Liz- hashtag Lizzie McGuire movie all day, every day. <laughs> um, and then someone tweeted, at Hilary Duff, finally made it to Rome. Know any Italian superstars I can impersonate? <laughs> hashtag where dreams are made of. Hashtag Lizzie McGuire movie. Hashtag fave movie. Um, and then <laughs> this one is a meme. Um, who makes these things? Dying, hashtag Lizzie McGuire movie, and the meme is words that shook the world. Sing to me, Paolo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- that's my favorite. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to find one more good one. Uh, I'm trying to find. Do you. <laughs> I'm trying to find a good one. Uh, I can't find anything else. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. No. Do you have any t- Twitter? Uh, okay. This is one that I like. Maybe I'm an outfit repeater, but you're an outfit rememberer, which is just as pathetic. Hashtag Ms. McGuire movie. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah. And this is actually, no, this one is the fact of all facts. Wow, Paolo is actually a douche. Hashtag. <laughs> yeah, that's very. Awkward. So, do you, how do you want to close this out? Do you want to just talk about like where you feel like after watching it again? Now that we talked about what your expectations were going into the movie. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are your biggest takeaways? I guess it's just I remembered points of why I liked it when I was younger. And then, you know, the way I'm thinking about it now is definitely different. Like, I didn't remember Hilary Duff singing to be quite like that, but, I mean, I'd still like it. Um, Definitely frustrated that she couldn't catch on to Gordo. Yes. Because after going through, you know, romantic experiences myself now at this age, you really friend-zoned him. Yes. It was deep in the friend zone. Yes. Um, no, but this is definitely something... This is the kind of movie I'm going to force my children to watch. <laughs> yes. If Disney Channel continues to decline. <laughs> Educate them. Please, I will. Yes. So, I was thinking, for each show, we can... Or each episode, we'll review the movie, and then we'll give it a rating. Currently, like, maybe one out of ten Cogsworths. Since Cogsworth is our mascot. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, is this movie Baroque? And if it's not, can you fix it? <laughs> if, if it? Do you find this movie to be Baroque? Okay. So now, how many Cogsworths do you give this movie? One out of ten. Mm, solid seven. Yeah. I, I was leaning more towards eight, but... I definitely see. So an average rating would be seven, seven and a half. Mm-hmm. So as a duo, we give this movie seven and a half Cogsworths. 
So maybe seven Codsworths and a Lumiere. <laughs> <laughs> that could be our rating system. But so yeah. So any last thoughts about Lizzie McGuire, the movie? Besides that, you'll show it to your kids. Just no. She she has rekindled my love of the song. This is what dreams are made. Of. Yes, this podcast is what dreams are made of. I hope it is. Yes. Um. So do you want to foreshadow what? you have selected for us to watch next week next week's theme is going to be playhouse disney yeah so i'm we're taking it way far back um yes way to childhood yes i mean i i feel like talking about this kind of stuff lightens the mood yes makes us more relaxed we get the opportunity to watch this kind of stuff and you know give our new an improved opinion on it but next week we'll be talking about the good old show roly poly Oli. yes and we still have to decide what we're gonna watch if we're gonna watch a roly poly movie or if we're gonna watch a few episodes of the show but you'll find out well you'll find out um and yeah that's kind of our idea we want to like bounce around to different eras like we want to talk about like so this is more of a teenage maybe like late preteens movie that we discussed and it's a Disney Channel original movie but we also want to like get around and we're not just going to stick to Disney because even though Roly Polioli and Lizzie McGuire are both Disney related we have ideas for like Nickelodeon shows Cartoon Network shows and like I mentioned earlier we're going to talk about what kids are watching these days revisit like kind of do a first visit on that um but we have a lot of ideas and we hope you guys stay tuned um we're going to make some social media eventually um so tentatively will be like something along the lines that of at t-i-b-n-y tibney podcast something mm-hmm. along those lines we'll update you on our next episode um should we give out a hashtag of something that we discussed so like it let us know that you made it to the end of this podcast something that we talked about um Sergermeyer. <laughs> and how should they spell that let me just find how they spell ungermeyer okay so, hashtag S-E-R. Um, let me just find. Okay. So, if you finish to the end of this podcast, do you want to give out your social media or we'll just do this on the Tibney social media? So, t- tweet at potentially what it's gonna, we're going to call it, at Tibney Podcast. Tweet hashtag S-E-R-G-E-R-M-E-Y-E-R. And any thoughts that you had about our podcast, um, like just let us know that you made it to the end of this podcast. We will interact with you. We love, we'll love hearing feedback. Um, we're also probably going to make an email account for any requests. Um, and yeah, so thank you for joining us on this epic adventure to Rome, to America, to Lizzie McGuire, to the concert, to the past, to the past. It's a blast to the past. Yep. Um, and. We're, thank you for turning it back now, y'all, with us. Yep. Thank you, and we will see you next week. Hasta la pasta. Bye. If it's not Baroque, don't fix it.